NBA Australia. How are you going? Hang out. It is NBA Australia. It is Thursday, April 7, all day. And I am your host, James Clements. Just in a t shirt today, bro. Hanging out. I was wearing my Spreewell jersey all morning. Then it got a bit cold. I had to go for a walk. Take the dog down the shops. Got a bit cold. I'm like, shit. Need my hoodie. Need a t shirt. Either way, I'm here in Larry Hammond Studios, apparently. <laughs> Telling you what I'm wearing, that's right. And also hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of a rapidly coming to a close NBA regular season. It's all happening. Uh, we're ripping straight a little bit, say that much. That's what we do. We don't take things too seriously either. We leave that for the nerds. So today's show, I mean, the Lakers are done, so I don't know. Should we just pack her up? Like, Do we need to do anything else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just the Lakers. Oh, we need them to make the playoffs, man. Nah, I'm happy with this. This has been great. What a day. What a weekend. Uh, let's get stuck in. We're going to have LeBron wanting to play with Steph, the Knicks being hilarious. We've got all the games from today. We've got That's Not a Knife, All Mate, No Mates, Spud of the Night, Ben and Lonzo Ball. We've got some Yanazi, Unpopular Opinion of the Day. We've got Outback Takehouse. We're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, we do have the Australian Player Watch. We've got Kiwi Corner. And I kind of feel like we should make this like a Lakers free podcast as of like, I don't know, now, but I just want to get one more boot in. <laughs> We've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow, and we'll finish off with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams. Love that. Right, Righto, let's get to it. Episode 790 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Or the comeback attack if you're the uh, Knicks. I mean, you just got to watch out for being the Knicks, I guess, if you're the Knicks, because you really nixed that. But either way, wasn't that fun today? Did you watch the alternate broadcast? That was sick. Anyway, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around. We've only got four days left. Can you believe it? In the NBA regular season. That's right. We're going to be done on Monday with the regular season. It's going to be all over Red Rover. Four more days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Unbloody believable. Either way... Uh, the news from today, Aussie Matty T. Matisse Tybel's ineligible, they reckon, to play in Toronto due to the vaccination rules. Right, bro. Now, there's some weird conflicting reports, and uh, far be it from me <laughs> uh, to want to know what's going on. But at the same time, we've seen the fact that it's been reported that Matty T's been vaccinated. Uh then there's also reports saying that, uh, you know, his attitude, you know, what's what's going to happen, we don't know. I, my first read on this was that he was, he'd already gotten COVID. You might remember earlier in the season, it was a close contact and was actually out with COVID. And uh, it was then reported that he had been vaccinated. So my first read on this was, oh, well, then he's probably not had his booster, it would seem. And that's where a lot of other folks seem to have landed on, but... There are some, you know, was a Cole Newbeck over on the uh, Philly Voice seemingly basically stating that he just doesn't have any. Anyway, it's a tricky one because Philly very, very, very easily could end up playing the Raptors in the first round. And 
I don't know about you, but having the best wing defender, in my opinion, in the NBA out there would be a good thing. Especially when you've got James fucking Spud, Fat Man Hoop, Philly Clan, out there doing sweet FA. You need Matty T out there next to him just to fucking plug all the gaps. Especially against the Raptors, who've got Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet, and of course, Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. You need to slow down at least one of them. And if you don't have Aussie Matty T, it's a bit of a weird one. So look, fingers crossed Matty's uh, at least been vaccinated, just hasn't gotten around to getting boosted. Hopefully he can do that. Uh, it's always the weird thing as well. In America, you just get the one shot. It's like Johnson & Johnson. Boom, off you go. Fucking, I just don't know, man. Either way, hopefully Matty T got his head on straight. I love him. He's hoping he uh, can actually play in Toronto if they end up playing them. Right, other news, the Lakers. The Lakers stink. I know I do want to make this a Lakers-free podcast, but oh, God, it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better because now all the demons will come out. Oh, you know, LeBron never really wanted Russell anyway. Bullshit! He's the one who fucking traded for him, mate. Yeah, and so on and so forth. But you've already seen DeRozan. There was a report today that the impression that I got from his camp that DeRozan felt the Lakers were in a sort of disarray. They didn't have a vision. They didn't know what they were doing. No shit. Uh, And there's also talk about Rob Palenka. Obviously, uh, there's a few names floating around there for the coaching search for poor Frank Vogel, who's definitely going to get it in the neck. Uh, But the question is, like, I think personally, and it'd be good to get Lakers fan Tim on here to see how he'd approach all this, uh, but Rob Palenka should probably cop it as well and sort of start afresh. But it seems like the buzz around it out of the league suggests the general manager, Rob Palenka, is another year to get the Lakers back on track. The blame internally appears to be focused on injuries, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James for pressuring the team to trade for Westbrook. (laughs) So we're going to blame injuries, LeBron and Rusty. It seems about right. But not Rob Pelinka, the guy who put the team together and doesn't have the fucking balls to stand up to LeBron. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. Uh, So look, it's only going to get funnier and more crazy. So look, we'll keep you updated. I just don't really want to talk with the Lakers anymore, you know? Because they're shit. The Lakers stink. The Lakers stink! Spot the lie. Adam Silver. Came out, had a bit of a press conference. So we got the NBA 75 celebration game today, which is fucking awesome. But also we got an Adam Silver press conference. Uh, always kind of fun, always kind of interesting. A couple of big sort of key note elements from the Adam Silver chats were that uh, he loves the playing tournament concept and it's going to stick. It's a likely fixture on the schedule. No shit, it's fucking awesome. I'm yet to hear a really good argument against the play-in tournament. Oh, but it's too many teams get a crack. So? Trying to explain that, yeah, it means that instead of fucking 15 teams basically giving up on the end of the season and, like, having a sad sack eight seed, you've got 10 teams all the way down usually to about the 12 seed as well, as we've seen this year with the play-in. You had essentially the Kings trying to go for it, the Lakers obviously trying to go for it, and in the East you had... uh, Basically, the Wiz and the Knicks definitely not going into this season thinking they wouldn't make the fucking play-in. So you've got teams who are trying all the way to the end as well as, uh, you know, who aren't even making the play-in. That's a good thing. So no shit. You want to keep that on the uh, schedule. Order! And uh, there are some other some great ones. They want to get they want to eliminate the take foul. Uh, that would be wildly smart and wildly, wildly late on the fucking scene. Like, it's one of the great FIBA rules. There's a lot of 
tricky, weird, fevery kind of stuff I don't like too much, like the unsportsmanlike fouls, etc. It's always a bit fucky, but the take foul and away from the ball foul or just like a sort of weird... If you're not essentially fouling on the ball, yeah, it's not a basketball fucking foul. So blow it out your ass. So an intentional foul to stop fast breaks, etc. before they could uh, actually get going. That could actually get... They should get rid of this, and they are trying to. They're going to try to get rid of it before next season. There are hurdles. You've got to go through like all the fucking... Board of Governors, etc. But Adam Silver wants it to go, so he should. And the big one, the fascinating aspect of it today, was he was like, "Oh, I'm a bit concerned that star players not playing in a full complement of games, and that the league may need to create new incentives to try to make that happen." You mean like pay them to play games, to pay them literal millions of dollars to play games? They need more incentives. I'm going to bring this up again later. Just saying. And then the last bit of news, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and now Rusty. Westbrook are all listed already as questionable for the uh, 80th game of the season for the Lakers tomorrow against the uh, Golden State Warriors. They've only got three games, including that 80. So 80, 81, 82. LeBron's going to play in two if he wants to crack at the uh, and be eligible for the scoring title. Interesting stuff, isn't it? Oh, jeez. What's going to happen? Oh, jeez. Interesting stuff. You better believe it. All right, let's fly through these game wraps from today. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps. The game wraps. Dallas beat Detroit 131-113. Ah, the dyslexic scoreline. 131-113. Looked like this might be a bit of a boil over. Detroit specializing most. Um, and, you know, they were close early. Uh, Dallas settled in in the second quarter, got up and just stayed up the rest of the way. I love this Detroit team, though. They just fight. They're fun. They're young. They don't know any better. Give us a crack, bro. Uh, Cade Cunningham was awesome. There's just some really fun ball movement on this team as well. Anyway, Cade was awesome. 25-7-9. Uh, 19-14 and 14 for Big Beef Stew. Love that. Killian Hayes wasn't bad, but always my favorites. For Detroit, Jamorco Pickett with 10 points and Braxton Key. That's right. The only NBA player ever named Braxton. <laughs> I love it. He had 14. Love that. Uh, for the Mavs, Luka Doncic had 24, uh, 26 points, rather, sorry. Eight rebounds and 14 assists, bro. 8 of 21 shooting. Brunson with 24, 6 and 3. 13 for Spitzel. Dinwiddie. Uh, Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? That's man. That's our man. 12 points, 7 rebounds. Loved it. And uh, But the big thing for the Mavs is Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Davis Batans. Hello, stupid Amish beard. Uh, all went 3 of 5 on their threes. They went 15 and 33 as a team. That's uh, pretty bloody good. They shot over 50%, uh, 56% as, as a team. So I don't know about you. That's pretty good. Either way, Detroit basketball end up 23 and 57 now, meaning that Jimmy's under for their win title. Just hit you, little beauty. Uh, and Dallas, a 50 and 30. Looking pretty good. Hanging tough. Oh, uh, that means that they're currently still in the four seed, though, because uh, the Warriors have a game in hand on them. So uh, the Warriors are 50 and 29 in the three seed. Dallas are 50 and 30. So interesting. Brooklyn came from behind and kicked the crap out of the Knicks. 110, 98. A awesome throwback across the decades broadcast. I loved it. The different tones, the different actual uh, broadcast uh, graphics were fucking awesome. You had like the sepia tones. And then you end up as the the second half. You've got the 80s and the 90s style. I love the word. Ah, it's just fucking great. Chatting to all the 
you know, all-time greats, Kareem and Bill Walton. They even brought out Marv. And uh, Dick Stockton was always good. Uh, Bill Walton was rambling for like 50... They literally asked him one question, off he went. It was awesome. Uh, but this game was chaos. The Knicks, I don't know, man. Look, it looked like the Nets were going to just shit the bed. They were getting their ass kicked. Down like 17 and a half. Uh, but the Knicks haven't met a 21-point lead they can't blow. So they're down 21, the Nets. Big run at the end of the third. They cut it to 10. You're like one of those moments where they're like, oh, well, it just needs to be close at the guard of the fourth. And you still got a jet. Yep, they did. Because bang, right out of the gate in the fourth quarter, Patty Mills. Patty Mills. That's uh, what the squid calls him. Patty Mills. Uh, hits the three. Bang. Kyrie, three. Bang. Patty, another three. Bang. They're right there. I think there's a couple of free throws in there for the Knicks. KD gets a dunk. Knicks timeout. It's 84-83. Out of fucking nowhere. One-point game. Boom. Out of that timeout, IQ turns it over. Kessler Edwards hits a shot. Nets lead. KD hits a jump, and Nets are up three. The Knicks did fight back. They got back up three halfway through the quarter, but then, bang, absolutely nothing. A 14-1 Nets run to take the game away completely from the Knicks. Right at the end, it was Kyrie 3, Seth Curry 3, Patty 3 again, and it was just over. It was an 18-3 run by the Nets over the last seven minutes to finish it off. 18-3. That is some amazing tanking by the Knicks, I'm just saying. Ends up as a 38-16 fourth quarter. KD has a triple-double. This was stunning because the Nets look fucking Cooked! Cooked! And then the Knicks are like, oh, nah, man. You think that's cooked? Hold my beer. They were brutal. They missed 15 free throws. They went 21 and 56. They shot 38% from the floor and just fell apart. I love it. RJ Barrett, 23, 7 and 7. But he shot 7 of 27, 2 of 11 on triples, and 7 of 12 at the free throw line. RJ, you're killing me. Burks had 24 and 4. OB topping. Ain't no stopping. OB topping. He had 19 and 5 and 3. He shot 7 and 13, but he went 3 6 at the line as well. 10 and 13 with 3 blocks of Jericho Sims, but he went 2 of 6 at the line. Brutal. Uh, Fournier goes 2 of 7 from deep. He had 8 points, and that, that was it. Like, just no one else could get anything going for the Knicks. IQ couldn't get anything going. He had 6 points, 1 of 8 shooting. Just brutal. And for the Nets, KD, triple double. 32, 10, and 11. He was amazing. Uh, only 2 of 10 on his threes, but god damn, he hit one that was just. It barely looked like it hit the net. It was incredible. Uh, Kyrie had 24 points. He shot 9 of 26. And this was the problem with the Nets. And I'm going to go into this a little bit further later. But goddamn, it was tough sledding for like large swedges this game for the Nets to score. And uh, I don't think that bodes well for the playoffs. 3 of 12 from deep for Kyrie. Three steals, steals as well. He really sort of, you know... He got a couple of really great ones. There was an awesome one that he uh, handed off to KD for a big dunk that really just, it was on. Uh, Seth Curry had 15. Patty had 15. He breaks his shooting slump, goes 5 or 7 from 3. As mentioned, turned the game around at the start of the fourth quarter. I loved it. I absolutely fucking loved it. Uh, Bruce Brown was kind of everywhere. Didn't have a great like shooting night or anything. 5, 7, and 5. 8 and 7 for Nick Claxton as well. The Nets were a bit small, but they managed. So 34, uh, 35 and 45 for the Knicks. It did feel like they were going to have like one of those just massive games where they beat Boston in the season opener and maybe they beat the Nets right at the end of the season. Knicks fans will walk away feeling okay about it, even though they've been shit. Nope, wasn't to be. Uh, so they go from bing bong to ping pong. So bing bong at the start of the year, ping pong at the end of the year. 
Love it. 42 and 38 for the Nets. Uh, they're all tied up in the eight spot again with the Hawks, who also won today. So, But they do have the tiebreaker, so they're in the eight spot. Thing is, they're only one game back of Cleveland. Cleveland! Who are just, like, me after 87 beers, just reeling. Washington got smoked by Atlanta, as mentioned. 118-103. Wiz jumped them early. They're up eight, but... Atlanta got the uh, got the roll from there. Nine-point lead at the end of the first. Back and forth during the second. Two-point game at the half, but started off pretty close-ish throughout the third quarter, and Trey got rolling. Dropped 16 in the third quarter, and the phone call from up on high in Washington came through just to, oh, play everybody, bro. And, uh, yeah, let's not win this. Hey, boom. Hawks got up as much as 19. Cruise the win. The Extreme Zinger Mill was bloody, bloody good. The Extreme Zinger Mill. He was supercharged today. Supercharged Zinger Burger. 26 points, 18 rebounds. Four assists, two blocks, eight of 16 shooting, four of eight from downtown. Unfortunately for the Wizards, fuck all else. 12, three and three for Corey Kispert. Dan Gafford at 12. Yeah, nothing else. Hawks, Trey Young had 30 points and 11 assists. He was awesome. Uh, Didn't he look at Lenardi? He went four of seven from downtown. He had 26 and 10. Bogdan Bogdanovich at 18 and 4 and 9, 7 and 4 blocks for Clint Capella. And look, the Hawks are sort of playing themselves into a little bit of form at the moment. Gallo starting in place of uh, DeAndre. Hannah was uh, pretty interesting because you've suddenly got a little bit more shooting that's at least a little bit more regular. Uh, but it's also, well, Hunter played. So he also started, right? But it's kind of like, oh, we're going to goose it. We'll have Gallo in there. In place of, you know, we don't have John Collins. He's still banged up. But we'll give it a crack. And uh, it kind of worked. Like, Hunter couldn't hit a fucking shot to save himself. Uh, but Gallo sort of stepped in and kind of that's what you're paying for, right? I guess. Anyway. Uh, good win. You'll take that. Washington, 35 and 45. Same as, obviously, the Knicks. And Atlanta, 42 and 38. Same as the Nets. Pretty weird. Boston kicked the shit out of Chicago because, uh, I don't know, just check my notes here. Are Boston a good team? Yes. Ah, oh, so Chicago then lost. Yep. Because uh, they went 1-14 uh, and 14 against the top four teams in the Eastern Conference this year. Chicago. 1-14! They The one game that they actually won was against Boston on November 1st when the Celtics blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Chicago then went 0-14 against the top four. The last five losses were by an average of 21 points as well. Uh, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, came back. He struggled. This was just a belting from the get-go. 67 and 51 at the half and never got close. Boston, they're just too good. Their defense is wildly, wildly still fun, even without Time Lord. Uh, Horford was massive today. He literally didn't miss. DeRozan, 16 points on 16 shots. Levine, nine shots for seven points. He went over five from three. Vooch, 13 points on 13 shots. Just brutal, right? 7-23 from downtown as a team. Kobe, he had 10. Patch Williams with 5 points on 2 of 7. Just, the Bulls could never get anything going. Meanwhile, the Celtics, look, when you hit 10 more threes in the opposition, that's a good thing. 17-37 from downtown for the Boston Celtics. Jalen Brown, another 25-point game. He's cruising. I'm loving it. 7 rebounds, 4 assists as well. Tatum was 16-10-8. He shot 5 of 18, but look, he did a lot of other stuff. Horford was massive, though. 17-10, shot 7-7 from the floor, 3-3 three three from 3. 3 for free. Uh, Danny T. Danny Tice had 15-6. He was massive. Smart. Had 9-6, but goes 3-6 from downtown. Naismith hit a couple of threes. 3 for Pritchard. Derek White had 10 points. Grant Williams off the bench again. Hit a 3. Just looking good, Celtics. Chicago, 45-35 and 35 now. 
as mentioned, uh, can't beat the good teams. So probably not great that they're in the uh, six spot. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because <laughs> you'll have to play one of the good teams and you'll get belted. Uh, Boston, 15-30 there up in the two spot because they just uh, had a game on a day where the Bucks and Sixers did not play. So there you go. Utah kicked the fuck out of OKC. The OKC blue. That's right. They're still playing all the G-Leaguers. Utah, 137-101. OKC put up a fight for a second. Had the lead for a little bit in the first quarter, then got it down to two in the second quarter. Boom, only down 13 and a half. Only nine late in the third, but yeah, then it just... It was 20 out of nowhere and the game was over. <laughs> so the Jazz realized they're playing G-Leaguers and went, oh, hang on a minute. It's like the uh, the meme just, oh, wait, we're only up nine? They lean forward, play the game, take it a bit seriously. Jalen Horde again, he's awesome. 23-5-3. Goes 5-8 of eight from downtown. I love him. Isaiah Roby, 18-5-5. Jeremiah Robinson, early at 18, and that's about it for the Thunder. Literally, they're starting G-Leaguers. It's just brutal. 20-10 and 10 for Rudy Gobert. Bojan Bogdanovic at 27. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson with 18. The Jazz, they needed this just as a uh, nice settler. 15 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 blocks for Hassan Whiteside as well. Thunder dropped to 24 and 45. That's some good tanking. Uh, that leaves them 24 and 56. What am I t- Why did I write that one? 24 and 45. That doesn't add up, Jimmy. What are you doing? Use your maths, mate. Use your maths. Utah are 48 and 32. The Thunder being 24 and 56. They still have the fourth worst record. They really could have used Detroit winning today, but it didn't happen. And finally, Clippers beat the shit out of the uh, Suns. I mean, they did and they didn't. It ends up being a four-point game out of absolutely bloody nowhere. They are up 39, the Clippers. The Clippers are the come-from-behind specialists, right? Like, that's what they do. Phoenix rang up 48 points on them in the fourth quarter after scoring only nine in the second quarter. This game was absolutely chaos. Norm Powell came back. You'll have to see that. He had 24. Enjoyed it immensely. Uh, But, yeah, the Clippers just absolutely demolished the Suns and then took the foot off the gas, cruised, and Phoenix came from... There was a 15-zip run in the fourth quarter. It was hilarious. Just absolutely hilarious. You're like, what is going on here? Uh, turns out it didn't really matter. The Clippers hold on to win. But my lord, my lord, it was chaos. Like the fourth quarter, uh, that 15-zip run was pretty fun, pretty crazy, obviously. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because your man Ish Wainwright had 20 in the fourth quarter. It was absolutely fucking crazy. They hit nine threes. Unbelievable. Anyway, um... The only reason the Clippers are doing so is because the Suns rested uh, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Jay Crowder, and Chris Paul. That's right, four of their starters. And the Clippers smashed them up, 39. But then, boom, obviously that big run at the end, just not enough, though. Uh, for the Suns, it would have been hilarious if the uh, Clippers, who were doing nothing but beating teams and coming from behind all year, had have suddenly shit the bed and actually got beaten after a 39-point lead. But still, uh, Ish Wainwright ends up with a 20. All in the fourth quarter. That's amazing. 16 for Aaron Holiday off the bench as well. Campaign can bring the pain at 13. Not a giant amount else for the rest of the Suns. I mean, seriously, there was a lot of Bismarck Biombo. That dude, he loves a loves a hook shot. I'll tell you that much. 11 and 6 for him. Michael Bridges with 9 points. He only played 21 minutes. Kind of like just a bit of a rest for him. Uh, for the Clips, damage, 19 points for uh, Paul George. 9 rebounds, 4 assists. He was looking pretty good. Some of the passes he were making, he was making, which is absolutely amazing. As mentioned, twenty-four for Norm. Norm Powell, he hit 
uh, three or four from downtown. Isaiah Hartenstein, hello, had 10, 7, and 5. He went two or four from three as well. And uh, 13 points, 11 rebounds for Zooms. That's a big win uh, for the Clips there. 40 and 40. I mean, this game doesn't really matter because the Clips are basically locked into the eight seed and the Suns are locked into the one seed. So whatever, doesn't matter. Of course, though, that doesn't mean they're going to be playing the Clippers because the Clippers are in the playing tournament, remember. They might even beat the Wolves. Who knows? Either way, good stuff. Let's do an NBA Australia proof of... Oh, wait, and that means the Suns are 63 and 17 as well. Still, that's pretty bloody good. NBA Australia proof performance of the night. <laughs> that's a knife. That's a knife. Kevin, goddamn Slim Reaper Durant. Ah, oh, 32 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists to steal and two blocks, shoots 11 to 22 from the floor. Goes 2 of 10 from downtown. 2 of 10. So he basically hits everything else. 8 of 9 from the free throw line. Amazing game. My favorite part of it, though. He hasn't lost to the Knicks since 2013. That's right. Kevin Durant from OKC through Golden State and now Brooklyn has not lost to the New York Knicks since 2013. Oh! That's not a knife. KD just whips out his hog and goes, that's a fucking knife. How do you like that, Nick's? And the Nick's like, oh, now I'm crying. Spud of the night. Bing bong. Spud, 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 spud. It is spud of the night. Spud of the night. We've got a couple of good spuds. Big Deke Bay. Sadiq Bay for the Detroit Basketball Pistons went 1 of 11 today. 1 of 11. Shot one of six from uh, downtown. I mean, it was a bit brutal, bro. Just a bit brutal, wasn't it? It was a bit brutal. Yeah, was it like, I don't know, one rebound, five assists, one steal. One of 11 shooting. (laughs) That is absolutely amazing. I mentioned DeAndre. Hannah, he went three of 13, including two of four from downtown. Jared Butler for the uh, Utah Yaz also went 3 of 13. Not ideal. Emmanuel Quickly, I mentioned him too. 1 of 8. Oh, it was brutal for IQ. And uh, otherwise, I mean, it was a pretty uh, crazy day. I mean, Melvin Frazier went 4 of 15, but it's like he's playing in the big leagues. He's like, what am I doing, man? No one knows. And RJ Barrett with the 7 of 27 shooting was a uh, bit of a worry, but I don't know. It's a game that doesn't matter too much. So there's a lot of spuds. It's the end of the season. We're getting lots of spuds. It's just spud central, isn't it? Mate, it's like the spud section at the supermarket. There's not a spud section. It's just part of the green grocer bit. Jesus, Jimmy. Who's old mate? No mates. Old mate, 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 no mates. Who's got no mates today? Uh, LeBron James. I alluded to this at the top. He said he wants to play with Steph. It's like, who would you like to play with of current plays like Steph? That dude is like, he's an assassin. He's savage. He's awesome. And uh, Steph was asked about it. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm cool right now. <laughs> Yeah, Steph watched basketball this year as well. I was like, nah, fuck that. So LeBron is feeling very old mate, no mates, because I reckon when he orchestrated his move to LA with, uh, you know, Magic and everything, they win a title in this, you know, the second year. You're like, all right, it's kind of neat. Good times. You get a first run exit the year after that. You don't even make the play in the year after, though. And now he's getting blamed for everything. Not entirely convinced he would have signed up for that. 
Cleveland, we're coming home. What do you reckon? Yeah. Cleveland. I love it. Uh, yeah, definitely old mate nomades though because uh, LeBron's copping it from all angles. And then the uh, Steph quote today, uh, oh, yeah, look, I want to play with Bronny first. It's like my son. That'd be awesome. But of current players, yeah, Steph would be sweet. And Steph going, nah, fuck that. <laughs> That's definitely some old mate nomades. <laughs> Pantsing of the night. Who could this have gone to? I mean, Whiteside's, uh, Hassan Whiteside literally spiked Melvin Fraser Jr.'s ball into the fucking stands and then shielded his eyes, like, trying to figure out how far it went, which is actually... I give Hassan Whiteside a lot of shit here because he's as dumb as a fucking bag of bricks, but that's fucking funny. <laughs> like, I'll pay that. Uh, but the Nets obviously pants the Knicks. They were down 21, came all the way back, and literally kicked the fuck out of him in the end. The craziest part is the Nets did this to them back in February. Do you remember? February 16, they were down 28, came all the way back and kicked the fuck out of him. So they were down 21 today and they won by 12. That is absolutely amazing. I'll tell you what, you better believe that's a pantsing. And finally, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Braxton Key, I mentioned him earlier for Detroit. 25-year-old rookie, not bloody bad today. Five of six from the floor, one of two from downtown, three of five on the line. Ends up with 14 points, five rebounds, an assist and a steal, and three blocks. Braxton Key, he's like... You know it's a bit dire when you don't even have a photo on your uh, on your actual uh, basketball reference page, you know? It's like, holy moly. It's the bloke who, uh, you know, played in Alabama, then Virginia, and he's now on the Pistons. Uh, he's played like eight games ever. <laughs> and boom. He was awesome today. 25-year-old rookie, 14-5, couple of, uh, well, steal and an assistant, three blocks. I'll tell you what, today he was better. In Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do uh, a bunch of fun stuff after this break. Like, I don't know, yeah, nice. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some ENRs there. Brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. That's right, go get your merch, get your merch. Demo. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Go grab a hoodie, grab a t-shirt, whatever you need. Get right around it right now at nbaaustralia.com slash shop or uh, just click on any of the links on the socials. Go on. I need to move uh, some of the stuff out of the room anyway. <laughs> so I need to uh, collapse some of it down. So go check them out. Uh all the T-shirts, I'm actually wearing one right now. It's, they're really good, so go check it out. NBAstraya.com slash shop or on the socials. Right, yeah, Nas, we take a bunch of NBA storylines, decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, uh, the uh, as I posted yesterday on the socials, uh, would the Lakers have made the play-in if they had Dally starting a point guard rather than Rusty Westbrook? Yeah, nah, yes. Like, I legitimately firmly believe that Delhi for a whole season just bringing that hustle, grit, determination, and, oh, gee, what's that? Defense! Would have made the Lakers a better team overall than Rusty did. Rusty just, just if you watched him play, 
he's like fucking spaced out for like 65% of the stuff. If he doesn't have the ball in his hand, he's doing nothing. It is chaos. Anyway, uh, Brad McGeegan added, I think, on the internet, would United have actually missed the playoffs with Rusty at point guard? <laughs> you mean supercharged Scott Machado? Uh, no, I think he'd still be right in the NBL. Could you imagine the uh, numbers that he put up in the NBL? I mean, it's a uh, physical game, no doubt about it. 40-minute games. Reckon he'd come over here, average triple-double. Flying around. See if we can get creaky back for dunking on Delhi. Um, but yeah, I think you know to be alright with him. Uh, right, but the actual ones for the Nets today, Jimmy, was that a good game? Yeah, nah. Ugh, nah. Because they were shitting the bed and it literally took the Knicks to sort of go, oh, well, yeah, nah, we're actually not that good, are we? Like, they got, what was it, 67 rung up on them in the first half. Their defense really sucks. It's just, it's horrible. There's no other way to put it. I mean, ugh. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. There isn't. It's just horrible, their defense. And as I mentioned, like, they've got no size, uh, really. Like, you've got Drummond. That's fine. But Andre Drummond is not your sort of game-to-game, uh, game, go out there, kick some ass, take some names, center. Played 18 minutes today. They could have used more, but they sort of just kept rolling with Claxton, which was all right at times, but... Claxton sort of still learning. Very chook with its head cut off kind of vibes from Nick Claxton. But across, this is this was the sort of game where I'm just watching it going, oh, yeah, the Nets really fucking need Ben Simmons. Just A, a little bit of defense. B, just to get some easy buckets and some easy looks, just a little bit in transition. Because everything was like getting blood out of a stone for the Nets offensively for most of it. And... It literally took, like, a couple of their threes finally dropping, and obviously Patty getting hot late, Seth Curry hitting a couple of big ones, Kyrie. That changed the game completely, but, I mean, if you're going to bank on that game in, game out, you need a better mix of, like, just cheap buckets. And Ben Simmons, like, for all the shit we gave him, God damn, he can get you, like, I don't know, eight to ten weird random transition fucking points out of nothing. And uh, that's exactly what the Nets need to do. And that'll open shit up way more for Kyrie. He's like driving into three dudes every time he goes down the fucking court. Because no one gives a fuck about Bruce Brown shooting. Um, and it does feel like a w- bit weirdly discombobulated. Like, Seth Curry, as much as I appreciate him, he's coming back from his ankle injury, obviously. A lot of times where it's like, I don't know if Seth Curry should be looking off Kevin Durant. He's <laughs> like in the corner going, ah, oh, fuck it. I guess I'm not a fucking MVP. I'm not a two-time finals MVP. What are we doing here? Uh, but basically, you think the other teams that they play in the play-in will also be able to score. The Nets can score. But the other teams in the play-in can also play a little bit of defense. Atlanta, Charlotte, Cleveland. Um, Cleveland! But I'd be way more worried uh, in the actual playoffs. And that leads to the last year. Now, if you were Milwaukee, Boston, or Philly, would you try to tank out of the two-seed to avoid Brooklyn if they snag a 7-8 spot and win through? Yeah, nah. Nah. Fuck no. A, that's coward shit. The basketball gods don't reward that cowardice. Uh, B, I think Brooklyn are eminently fucking beatable. If your team is even remotely good and together. I mean... That's a bit tricky when you look at Philly and Boston. Like Philly, because they're a bit of a mess. Boston without Time Lord as well. Maybe they'd both prefer to not play Brooklyn. But at the same time, I think at the 
at this point, I mean, if you fall to three or four, if you somehow end up with the Raptors, that's way fucking worse, right? Like, so I think for each of those teams, you kind of got to stare the bull in the face and go, fuck it. And the Nets might be the safer option. So I think you just got to try your hardest, try to get that two seed and go from there, right? Because, I mean, you look at the Nets today, it really did take some insane shooting to uh, really get up and then run over the top of the Knicks, who, talk about one, two, three Cancun in that fourth quarter. They're just like, oh, man, fuck it. Well, I thought we won this game. Like, no, that was the first half, idiots. What are you doing? But, yeah, I would not be afraid of the Nets in the moment. Just saying. Without Simmons, without that defense, without that transition sort of weird offense stuff that'll open up some uh, random easy points, it's a bit tough. It's a bit tough. At the same time, they can also rain threes, and they can win you, like, games in a fucking playoff series. But I don't know, man. I just I wouldn't mind a couple of easy baskets here and there. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, I don't know if this is unpopular, but Adam Silver saying that players need incentives to not skip games. I mean, do you mean incentives like the literal millions of dollars they're being paid to play games? Seriously, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. Oh, no, nah, man, we might need to incentivize these game guys to play. It's like, well, how about you find them when they don't, if they're sitting out and they're healthy? I think the NBA should have way more leeway to find teams for resting healthy players. Like, having had season tickets, um, like, if I got to a game, you'd be like, ah, shit, this guy's not playing. Fuck, that sucks. Way worse, though. Uh, for the folks that obviously don't have season tickets who might go to one or two NBA games a year if they're fucking lucky, roll in, and then, like, the three or four best players aren't fucking playing, I'll be like, dude, what the shit? And the NBA needs to figure that out. They don't need to incentivize the fucking players. They're being paid 40 million bucks to play, and then they decide, nah, man, I need a bit of a rest, eh? The easy answer here is also just shorten the fucking schedule, you cowards. Oh, we might lose money. Well, what the fuck is it? What is it? Oh, we don't want players to rest. Then shorten it. Oh, we don't want to lose money. Then find them. Oh, they won't agree to it. Shorten the schedule. Eat the money loss. Fucking deal with it. And you'll have a better product anyway. We all know that. Look at Kyrie. When he was a part-time player this year, he was fucking crushing it. Unbelievable. Just shorten the schedule. And also, you should get way more leeway, Adam Silver, to throw your dick around and start finding the teams and the players for faking shit and sitting out. Or you give them fucking like a specific amount of rest days that they can take. RDIs. RDOs. Rest the day off. Boom. Off you go. RDO. Just make sure people know about it. Unbelievable. We need to incentivize them. They're being paid fucking millions of dollars to play basketball, you assholes. <laughs> incentivize them. Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> anyway, uh, Outback Takeouts. It's Thursday at Outback. And you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Right up on our Aussie Tizer menu is a blooming onion. That's right. No one knows what the fuck these things are, but we've got two for one options here at Outback on Thursday. That's right. It's a deep fried onion, motherfucker. That's right, deep fried. That's right, just like you have at home in Australia. What do you mean you've never heard of it? I don't fucking care. Shut up and eat it. Blooming onions only at our back. And today's flame grill take is... LeBron actually heard all the criticism about his stat padding and decided to not chase the scoring title. 
because people were giving him too much shit about it, and he's a shrinking violet who got his feelings hurt. This way, LeBron can take the high road and say, See, if I was stat padding, I would have won the scoring title, but I had to sit out because my ankle was a bit sore. Only. At Outback, this is just uh, LeBron legacy going, Oh shit, everyone's crapping on me because I'm trying to get the scoring title. I know, I'll show them. I won't get it. But then I'll have the highest scoring fucking thing ever for like a 37-year-old. That's amazing. And uh, I can also take the moral high ground. So I didn't chase the scoring title. I don't need a scoring title. Yeah, checks out. <laughs> don't get me wrong. What he's doing is fucking amazing. But if you don't believe he's stat batting, you're fucking high as shit. Right, uh, let's take a quick break. Back to the Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch, brought to you by our mates over at Noble. What do Chris Paul, NASA Commander, Scott Kelly, and Redico found Alexis O'Hanian have in common? They've all got incredible experiences, and they've created audio courses to teach you what they've learned on Noble, which is a rad new app where the world's top experts teach new skills and bite-sized little audio courses. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. The squid still hates it. We listen to it all the time. He's like, Dad, this isn't time. This is Fred's story time. Put on the wiggles. I'm like, I'm the adult here. You are three. Shush. <laughs> uh, the bloke from NASA, he talks to you about space. Chris Paul talks about plant-based lifestyles. I actually brought that up on the game today. Um, how he's converting uh, teammates into, uh, you know, looking after their diets a bit better. Redico friend Alexis Ahanian teaches how to launch a startup. There's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new. So if you're keen on learning some new stuff today, download the Noble app, bang in the code STRAYER, and get 20% off. How good's that? I love them. Go check it out right now. All right, the Australian player watch Paddy Thrills. Much needed. Break out of his shooting slump. Five or seven for his 15 points. I'll tell you what, that is bloody good. Because uh, as mentioned, I mean, we were talking about this literally yesterday. His uh, shooting, essentially since the All-Star break back in February, has uh, not been great. He had a massive game against Washington. And since then, he's only cracked double figures like four times. And that is uh, not ideal. So, boom, he comes back from the All-Star break after his amazing game just before it. And uh, has a one-point game. Goes 0 of 9. Then he has a 1 of 8 game. This is equal most amount of threes he's made literally since the uh, All-Star break. And uh, he did that against Orlando as well. He had 15. But that's the highest scoring game he's had since that Washington game just before the All-Star break. So I'm just happy that he's hit some shots. I would like to see that continue because that was huge. Uh, so 5 of 7 all from 3 for Patty. 2 assists a steal. He did have a turnover, but he was a plus 21. Amazing. Aussie Matty T, as mentioned at the top, can't play in Toronto. So uh, it's a bit of a tough one. Hopefully that gets sorted. And uh, who else played today? That's right, Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? Got that win over Detroit. He had 12 points and 7 rebounds. Absolutely loved it. 5 of 6 shooting, 2 of 3 from downtown, 1 assist, and 2 bloody steals. All right, love it. Uh, What else do we do on Thursdays, though? We go to Kiwi Corner. And uh, big Stephen Adams, the big Kiwi, played against Utah the other day. They lost that one. He rested against the Suns, and they won that one. Everybody rested against the Suns, and they won that somehow. It's crazy. Uh, but against Utah, he went one of four from the floor and one of four at the free throw line. Ends up with three points. But 
Big Steven Adams. He's all about that hustle, isn't he? 13 rebounds he had to go with an equal season high, eight assists. What do you reckon now Steven Adams' career high for assists is? It was 10. It was last year. Eight assists, equal season high. Love that. Two steals and a block to go with three turnovers. Uh, they did lose against Utah, but, I mean, it's still an undermanned uh, Grizzlies team, so what can you do? Right. What about a Penny Mills game day ball or game day Twitter check-in for today? Uh, always love this. We did get a bangers update uh, on IG, a.k.a. it was at least Aaron Bangers Baines uh, posting something. And it's like, hooray. He posted just a uh, shot of basically, what was it, a uh, re of Daniel Varco's thing of a uh, bunch of sh- things shutting and you're like, oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty sick. So good on you, bangers. I'm just excited to see him post anything so he can do some stuff. Uh, but bowler Pat, Patty Mills, fucking stoked. So we've had a bit of uh, radio science from Patty of late. You had, uh, you know, the good one back in the start of March when Simo rocks in and off they go. But finally, we've got another Patty one right side of the bridge, says Patty. Picture of him against the Knicks, launching threes, hanging out with his mates. Absolutely love it. You absolute legend, Patty Thrills, Patty Mills. Looking great out there. So I'm inspired. I'll run through a wall for that fucking man. Right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, bloody good, mate. Got on the beers last night with a couple of mates. Bit dusty this morning because a squid fucking woke up at five past six. Jeez. Whew. Bit of a rough one, but... Picked the bike back up yesterday, so took that for a spin this morning with him, so I'm all right. Feeling good. Uh, we went five of six on the picks today. Love that. I mean, the fact that I nailed, I guessed, most of the lines yesterday before they even got released uh, meant that I had a pretty good feel, I think, for these games today. It didn't look like that for a minute there against the Nets. Um, uh, for the Nets against the Knicks, but still, nailed it. And, uh, yeah, OKC were actually on there for a second, but... Shouldn't have picked them. But anyway, five of six today. So that leaves us at 676 correct picks of 1,187 games. Love it. That's awesome. We're doing really well. We have seven games tomorrow, though. So what do you reckon? Orlando at Charlotte. Orlando, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Covered against... Uh, who'd they play yesterday? Was it Philly? That sounds like something they would do. Um, Orlando had been... A covering machine, and then the tank were really just went on, and they uh, decided to go completely in the bag and uh, stink up the joint. But in terms of their actual uh, covering of late, I mean, it's a bit of a rough one, isn't it? Oh no, they got yeah, they covered. They actually beat the Cavs yesterday. That's what I was talking about. Not Knicks. Um, so they actually beat the Cavs. They got belted by the Knicks. They got belted by the Raptors. Got belted by the Wizards. Now they play Charlotte, who we know can score, but it's a 13-and-a-half-point line. Um, can Charlotte beat the Magic by more than 14... Or up by 14 points or more? I'm going to say yes, because, I mean, if they crap the bed that badly against the Wizards, the Hornets are still playing for stuff. I think they come out on fire. They're at home. All right, Charlotte minus 13. I don't feel good about it, but either way, let's go. Philly, they go to Toronto. Toronto, one and a half point favorites against Philly. This could be a massive Embiid game. 
I think they've got the uh, horses and the dudes to throw it hard and to slow him down as well. I'm going to go Toronto minus one and a half. Embiid might feast, but I worry about the rest of the dudes on that Philly team, especially in Toronto. Without Matty T, I'm taking the Raptors. Boston, go to Milwaukee. Two teams that will be going hammer and tongs if uh, all things were equal, but they're not. It's a really tricky game to pick. The Bucks are five and a half point favorites at home against Boston. I don't think the Bucks are afraid of anybody. So I think the Bucks will go hard at this one. Boston on a back-to-back. Even though today was a bit of a laugh, they still play Chicago. So I might go the Bucks minus five and a half. This one may just be a bit too far beyond Boston, especially on a back-to-back on the road. Yeah, give me the Bucks minus five and a half. Minnesota, they host San Antonio uh, Mini. They're right there. They're eight and a half point favorites against San Antonio at home. I might have to go Minnesota. I think they might have enough in the uh, San Antonio, the sort of team that will sort of uh, grind a team like Minnesota in the dust. But at the moment, the Spurs, if they don't have DeJunte, I'm going to take Minnesota minus eight and a half and go from there. Because I think Cat will be able to feast if, uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Yaka Pirtle, not a giant big sort of uh, bigs rotation there. In San Antonio, so give me a uh, mini. mini. Let's go. New Orleans, they're 16 and a half point favorites against the Portland G-Leaguers. I'm going to take the Portland G-Leaguers to cover that 16 and a half because New Orleans, you can't trust them as far as you can throw them. So I'm going to take Portland plus 16 and a half just to make it hairy for your uh, New Orleans at the end. They'll end up losing by like 12 or 14, but 16 and a half, they'll cover it. Memphis, they go to Denver. Uh, Memphis... Probably in a bit of chill mode at this point. Uh, they do have, you know, big Stephen Adams Brew uh, going up against the Joker. Joker's going to be showing out, trying to win the MVP. Memphis are awesome, though. I might have to go Memphis plus two and a half. I think they might win this almost by accident. So, yeah, give me Memphis. Uh, even at the altitude of Denver, I know it's a bit tricky, but here we are. Golden State, they host the Lakers. Lakers might be resting everybody. You kind of just have to end up going with Golden State. Minus 12.5 if it's the Lakers uh, G League team. So, yeah, might be a bit of a rough one. It's going to be a lot of THT, Avery Bradley, Austin Reeves. Give me the Warriors, minus 12.5. And, <laughs> and there we go. Oh, and there we go. So, Jimmy's best bets from the start of the season are two of our unders. The two unders that I love the most, Detroit and Houston, have both already hit. So, feeling good about that one. Uh, the overs, however, will both miss out. Utah and New York, so that sucked. Uh, Tyler Hero, the sixth man of the year. Hope you put money on him when I did. 11-1, love that. Uh, but yeah, we'll do a big wrap-up of all that at the, uh, the end of next, well, middle of next week when the season finishes because we've only got four more days. And we'll wrap up one of them tomorrow. That's right, because we're back tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IGs, or all of the socials, you know that. Get around NFL Australia with myself and uh, Gaz. Might have another off-season uh, show in the pipeline, going to talk a bit of draft, etc. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia, go check that out over on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter for all of his cool stuff. NBAAustralia.com slash shop, get your merch, get your merch. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Go on! Don't make me come over there and slap you across the back of the head. Just give us a rating and review if you can. Or a like or some, tell a mate. Who are your mates that love basketball and want to hear me yell about it every day? <laughs> Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off and free shipping there. Knowable. Download the 
Noble at banging the code Stray, you get 20% off as well. Big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. And to Joshua Delorentis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And we'll close out today's show with a brand new Diary of Stephen Adams. Love this one. And we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosen! Bruce, how's it going, eh? That's just Stephen Adams here, bro, just swinging off for a bit of a ride in my diary, eh? So, here goes, bro. Oh, dear diary, that's me, bro. Stephen Adams, eh? Oh, but you knew that, bro, because you're my diary, eh? And you know all my deep, dark secrets, bro. Like how after that Spurs game last week, bro, we all got rat shit, and I fell into the gross river there in San Antonio along the river walk, bro. I just keeled over, bro, and fell in, head first. And it had to be fushed out by my friend Jaron Brew. But shh, don't tell Cooch or anybody else. That was a bit embarrassing, eh? Also a bit shit-faced and... Oh, that's a bit rough, eh? Oh, Brew, though, it's been another pretty chill week, eh? We've just been chilling out and winning a couple of games here. I mean, after we locked away that second seed, Brew, I had the fellas around for a celebratory. We made the second seed, eh, Hungy? Which is the one that I was cooking last week, Brew, if you remember. And then I took the fellas out for a few celebratory sarsaparillas on Bourbon Street, Brew. And I think we uh, may have overdone it because most of us had to sit out the next game, bro, against the Suns, eh? Um, I don't know if our drunks got spiked, bro, but oh boy, we're in a state, eh? Might take a bit to spike our drinks, too. There was like eight of us, bro, but still, we still won, too. It was crazy, bro. My friend Dolan, he had 30. That was sick as, eh? But yeah, man, this team is special. I love it, bro. It's special as. But anyway, man, we've only got three more games this season until it ends, and then it's playoffs, bro. So I think all things considered, Brew, we've done a pretty good job this year, eh, Diary? So we've been missing my friend Jar for a lot of games. And like the fellas are like, oh, it doesn't matter, Brew, we'll be fine, eh? And we were, because my friend Desmond and my other friend Anthony and my other friend Jaron, they've been really good, Brew. Even my friend Kyle, Brew, he's pretty good too. And now with the corona gear sort of chilling out a bit, maybe my letters home to my mum and NZ will finally make it through. And maybe hers will get back to me here in Memphis. Hopefully she's not been sending him to New Orleans, Brew. And uh, I'll hear how it's going down there in Wellington, Brew. I reckon they must be pretty proud of me again, eh, Brew? Just making the playoffs, Brew? It's just what I do, eh? So, uh, yeah, I better go get back to my playoffs. Here we come, hungy, that I'll have ready for next week, Brew, because it's the last week of the season, Brew. Oh, it's flown by, eh? So, till next week, Brew. Cheer, cheer. Love, Stephen Adams, Brew.